0: Good morning, everyone. I pray you were listening to that last song that was being played Um, that was exciting to me. Holy Spirit, come on down. Come down on me. And may that be our prayer this morning. Holy Spirit, come on down. Praise God. So good morning, everyone. Good morning to every pastor, to every guest to all of the intercessors, and especially to New Destiny family. My name is Heather Dawson, and I am your facilitator for this morning. It is always exciting to start a new week with you, and I pray you uh, are ready also. Yesterday was a great day to come into the house of the Lord, gathering to worship our God, giving him praise and adoration for who he is. And I pray even if you were not able to come to New Destiny, you were able to live stream the service. Or if you, wherever you were at, that you were able to link in to a service somewhere to get the Word of God to fellowship and to worship. Hallelujah. Bishop continued his message on a new way of thinking And that was uh, out of Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And, you know, it is important for us to learn to focus our mind to think God's way. We must think God's way. Man has thought his own way, and it has gotten us into a lot of trouble because of it. So praise God that mindsets are being changed. With me this morning, I have Sister Tracy George, And she is going to be praying for the requests that were sent in. And I encourage you to be uh, sure to send your requests to us. We are a praying people and we believe in the power of prayer. So let me say good morning to Tracy. Tracy, how are you this morning? It was wonderful to see you at church yesterday.
1: Oh, back at you. It was wonderful seeing you and all the wonderful um, New Destiny family members for sure. And I am doing most excellent. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm most excellent, too.
0: If we're just okay. not excellent anymore. We're most excellent. Hallelujah. That's right. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's all good. And awesome. we have Bishop with us also online, and he's going to be bringing our devotion for this morning. It was a great word yesterday, and I believe he's going to continue uh, with more on a new way of thinking. But let me say good morning to him and to Pastor Adrian. Good morning, Bishop. How are both of you doing this morning?
2: Good morning, Elder. I'm doing well. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Um, we're doing great this morning. It's a great day. And uh, the Lakers won last night. Praise the Lord. <laughs> 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 It's the West Coast. We won. We <laughs> <are> the Lord.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Well, he just had to get that in, didn't he? Praise it God. quite spiritual.
2: Uh, for you let me have a little fun, so I'm absolutely. gonna go. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: and laughter is good, isn't it? Do it, do it as well. So <laughs> praise God that. Uh, We can do that, and praise God that the Lakers won. I'm not even a fan, but praise God they won. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just come before you this morning. We greet you. We greet you, Lord Jesus, and we greet you, Holy Spirit, with great joy, with great joy. You have marked us, Father. You've marked us, and you've called us to live a life of love a life of forgiveness. And, Father, may we clothe ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with quiet strength and discipline. Change our hearts and minds as we hear your word this morning. Let every word, Father, be a revelation of who you are in a greater way and who we are to you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Now bless Bishop as he comes with our devotion. Bishop, it's all yours.
2: Well, thank you so much, Elder Heather. Um, Thank you for asking the Lord to bless me. I really felt that in my spirit. And may the Lord richly bless you all as well. You know, I've been thinking lately, and I'm going to pause for that, on that one for a moment. I've been thinking lately. It's key that you think. And when I say think, think in lines of the Word of God. Think in lines of who God made you to be. Think in lines of the authority that God has given unto you As a child of God, we really need to. And and this week I'm going to be diving into um, a message on authority uh, that we possess as being believers. It is key. Let's look at uh, Romans. I'm going to look at a couple of scriptures today. So jot down Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2. We'll deal with that. That's what we're dealing with. But I want to tie it in with a couple of other scriptures. So I'm going to tie Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. I'm going to tie it in with Isaiah 55, verse 7, and Proverbs 23, verse 7. I'll say that one more time. I'm going to tie it in with Isaiah 55. Five, verse 7, and Proverbs 23, verse 7. So once again, good morning to everybody on the line. It's always a privilege and an honor to be with you all. It's uh, amazing how I think that this prayer line has really kept us together. and I believe we're doing a pretty good job navigating our church and those that uh, uh, fellowship with us to where we are in this particular season of our life, I really believe in my heart we're going to be well. We're going to be well. So Paul says, I appeal to you, brethren, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all of your members and your faculties as living sacrifices, holy, devoted, Consecrate it as well pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals, in its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the things which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. And So Paul, as I often says, is begging the church at Rome which consists of now new converts to present themselves unto God. And in presenting yourself unto God, allow the word of God to change how you think. When you allow the word of God to change how you think, Think how you process information. Change your perception and your perspectives on life. It'll begin to change your life. It'll bring about a transformation within yourself. Because we have to understand from the Pauline Revelations, everything about Christianity is bringing you to a place of total change. And so please write that down. Therefore he says, I'm gonna give you another scripture. I'm sorry. It just, it's just coming out of me right now, so I gotta give you the scripture. Second Corinthians 5 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. And so we have to think in line that when we come into Christianity, it is about shedding. Old layers and now becoming new. It's about a transformation, as I said yesterday, a reconstruction and a reorganizing. That's also reorganizing our thoughts, how we think, how we process, how we perceive, our perspectives. And now, our perspectives begin to align themselves with the perspective of Christ or the perspective of the Word of God, which I'm going to talk about the Word of God being the mind of Christ. And we have to get that. And that's why when when you, you look in Isaiah, Isaiah 55, verse 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. We're dealing with thoughts and thinking. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, let me pause here and, and, and talk to you about why am I dealing with thinking and thoughts? Why is that so critical? Why is that so vitally important in this particular season? Because everything is bidding for your mind and your thought. Everything is right now. You turn on everything you turn on. People are trying to snatch your attention and to grab you and pull you to their side. You're getting ballots in the mail, and one ballot is pulling you to the left. The other part of the ballot is pulling you to the right. You're getting commercials and ads being thrown at you, not to mention people trying to get you to buy stuff. Everybody's trying to snatch your attention to say we have the best product, you want our product, so forth and so on. But you have to stay focused to what is important in life. have to stay focused to what is important in life. Listen to this. The very key issue that most believers are dealing with in life is how they think. You are what you think. Believe that. You can only achieve in life what you think you can achieve. Because if you don't think you can achieve it, guess what? You can't do it. But when you start thinking you can achieve it, let me tell you something. Things start coming together and things start coming to your assistance and resources start finding you so that you can get what you think done. And it's powerful. That's why Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as a person thinks in his heart, so he is, or so is he as he thinks in his heart. So the real key to living a successful Christian life is the renewing of the mind. We have to change the way we think. We often talk about, as Christians, we're being controlled out of our spirits. Now, in the beginning stages of Christianity, that's not quite true. In the beginning, maybe as you're mature in Christianity, you learn and begin to understand the power of your spirit man, and now your spirit man becomes stronger, and now, you know, everything starts yielding to him. But in the beginning stages of Christianity, that's not quite true. You're, You're controlled by what you think. But who controls your thinking? That's a question. Who controls your thinking? Does your spirit man control your thinking? Or does your flesh or your carnal mind control your thinking? See, our attitudes can make us or break us. That's back to Romans. Paul talks about having a new ideals and a new attitude, right? When we renew our mind, he said, when you change, when you when you allow the word of God to begin to change your mind, he says, you will begin to have new ideals and new attitudes. And so our attitudes either they can make us or our attitudes can break us. See how we think determines our success in life as Christians. And I've heard many people say, you know, you are what you eat. And I believe we all have heard that term before, you are what you eat. But I believe you're more than that. Okay? Food affects us a lot. It really does. And I think it's vitally important what you eat and what you put in your body. But the main thing that controls us is our attitude. Your attitude will determine Watch this, how far you go in life. So I say, you are what you think. You are what you think. See, in dealing with this verse in Isaiah 55, verse 7, I've talked from this verse in so many different occasions, but only from the perspective of the wicked. And recently, you know, as I've matured as Uh, A believer, number one, first, a believer. And also, as a teacher and as a pastor, and as I studied the scripture, I saw something more. Isaiah is talking about two different types of people here. Now, he's talking about, number one, the wicked man. Number two, he's talking about the unrighteous man. That's what he's talking about. Now, the wicked man is the sinner, and the unrighteous man is the carnal believer. He's the carnal believer, the believer that continues to operate in carnality and haven't quite renewed his mind. Now, the carnal believer might have actions that appear to be good, but their thoughts, the way they think, has not aligned itself with the will of God. See, carnality doesn't begin with your actions. Carnality begins with how you think. It begins with your thoughts. See, as a carnal believer, you can go to church. You can serve in church. You can serve on the usher board and all these different types of things. You can give money and all those different types of things. You can look spiritual but still be just as carnal as the wicked. And there's a lot of folk that do. They go to church, they're in the choir, they do all kind of things, you know, that appear to be godly, but in the privacy of their own life, they're still carnal. The unrighteous man is the believer who is living in unrighteousness. Unrighteousness. And we got to get back to the fact that we're living righteously because we are the just. I like that. But notice where his unrighteousness begins. Their unrighteousness begins with their thoughts. Begin with how you think. The way the carnal believer returns to the Lord, watch this now, is first through his thoughts. Their thoughts have to begin to realign themselves with the ways of God. Thoughts had to begin to align themselves with the ways of God. Now, Isaiah goes on to say, for in, in the scripture, if you keep reading, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, uh, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So people often read this and say, well, we could never line up to God's ways. We could never think along the lines of how God thinks. And Isaiah isn't saying you can't. He's not saying that. He's just saying God's ways and God's thoughts are so much higher than ours. However, as the righteous, we know through the Holy Spirit we can live God's ways and we can think God's thoughts because the Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. That's found in 1 Corinthians, write it down, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. The Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. And so with that mind of Christ, it helps us begin to change how we think. I'll come back a little later and, and say some other things, but let me pray for you right now. Father, I pray from yesterday to this morning what has been said is thought-provoking. You said for us to think on the higher things where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God and not the lower things. I thank you this morning that our minds are being open to new possibilities and new realms in the spirit of who we are, that we have a deeper devotion and a conviction towards serving you like never before, that, Father, we are the righteous and we shall arise unto righteousness, turn completely from carnality And, Lord God, things that are not pleasing to you and become pleasing to you in every area of our lives. I declare this over your life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Um, That was a good word. Uh, One of the things that I wrote down that you said, which I think is just something that we need to understand, and that is unrighteousness is the carnal believer. You know, how you think. Um, You know, you may look spiritual, but on the inside, the way that you think is carnal. And I pray that each and every one of us understand what that is saying unrighteousness is the carnal believer. So every time you see that word unrighteousness, may you think about that in Jesus' name. So thank you for that devotion. I'm going to ask Tracy if she'll come at this time with a prayer request, um, because we want you to send your request in. So please do so. You just go to our website, and it will direct you, and you can... uh, enter in your prayer request. So, Tracy, if you would come at this time, please.
1: Yes, we have five prayer requests. The first one is from mm-hmm. Dee Dee Batchen, who is requesting prayer for her niece. Brittany uh, has tested positive for COVID, uh, the uh, coronavirus, and she's she's also pregnant. She's praying for health for her and her unborn, unborn child. And now the second prayer request is by Tanya. Tanya is requesting prayer from a recent diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, hypothyroid, low white blood cells, uh, palates. Tanya is also asking for prayer from asthma and hypertension. Tanya is asking for prayer from a hostile workplace environment. As a result, uh, she's been regularly sick with uh, all of the uh, mentioned uh, earlier mentioned diseases. Tanya is asking for healing and deliverance from all of these diseases. She's also asking for the leadership on her job to work in unity and harmony to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. She's asking God to humble both her and leadership and allow them to come together and stand together um, for victories on the job. Uh, She doesn't want to be ill anymore. She doesn't want to have to take medication, so she's really uh, asking for us to intercede on her behalf. She's uh, also having a hard time holding down food consistently. The next prayer request is from Kima Johnson. She's requesting prayer for her and her family to be protected from the effects from the storms in southwestern Louisiana, Napoleon, Louisiana. She's asking for prayer for her family to continue to stay in their homes and that they will continue to have electricity and the rescue teams will be able to help all the families in need that are affected by Hurricane Delta. Uh, pray for our strength and encouragement. Uh, we pray for the um, people in Louisiana who were affected by the storm uh, and those who are without electricity and have evacuated for their, from their homes. We're praying, she's asking for prayers so that they, the people that are affected by Hurricane Delta will recover quickly. is also asking for prayer for an 81 year old um, uh, family member to be healed from shingles, uh, it's causing in, intense pain. Kima's aunt, uh, this is Kima's aunt that is 81 years old. Um, she, the fact that she's having shingles is preventing her aunt from um, what the doctor has prescribed as needing a pacemaker. Um, there's surgery that's needed, but the surgery cannot be done until the shingles have cleared up. Kim is asking for prayer for her friend, Rhonda Johnson. Her, uh, Rhonda Johnson's sister, Donna and Terry's family, They recently lost their nephew and his father in a tragic accident on Friday where the car crashed and burst into flames on Interstate 80. They need comfort, strength, peace, and uh, uh, unity. Sherelle Shaw is requesting prayer for wrongful accusation on the job. Sherelle filed a grievance and waiting for an answer. As a result, Sherelle was laid off due to abandonment. Cherelle is asking for God's will to be done in her situation. She's praying for understanding and guidance to raise her four children while going through this layoff, asking to pray against the spirit of depression. Uh, Deja Davis is praying for her mom and older sister uh, for home ownership, for her older sister to find uh, full-time gainful employment in the medical field Praying for peace and comfort for our Uncle Jane, her cousin Cargan, Fred Jr., and Kristen because they lost their mom, which is her Auntie Nisi. The family is having financial difficulties, and Deja is asking for prayer for her brother Rocky's peace and uh, spirit of unity in his marriage. Praying against discord in her brother's relationship. Now, Father, we come before you today praying for healing for these families. We pray Psalms 107 and 20. He sent his word and healed them, healed Brittany Peterson of coronavirus and a healthy pregnancy, healed Tanya for type 1 disease, uh, diabetes, hypothyroid, low white blood cell um, palates. Tanya is also uh, praying, we pray for uh, no more uh, asthma and hypertension to go in the name of Jesus. We're praying for Tanya to have complete and total healing and restoration in her mind, her body, and her soul. For Kima's 81-year-old aunt, we're praying against shingles. Heal her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, oh God, of intense, intense pain. Heal Kima um, from the, even needing a, a pacemaker. We pray total healing and restoration for her. We pray restoration for Brittany Peterson, Tanya, Kima's aunt, snatching them from the doors of death because Psalms 107 and 20 says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Sherelle, we're praying Psalms 107 over and 20 over her from depression and despair in the name of Jesus. For what by Jesus' strife, according to Isaiah 53 and 5, these families that have requested healing. They are already healed in Jesus' name. We pray for comfort and peace, Lord. We we pray Psalm 34:18 over Kima's friend Rhonda Johnson, Rhonda's sister Donna, and the and the Terry family from the loss of their nephew and his father in the tragic accident. We pray for peace and comfort over Deja Davis's uncle James, cousin Karen, Fred Jr. and Christina, because they just lost their their auntie. We, According to Psalm 34:18, the Lord is close to the heart, brokenhearted, and he rescued those who, whose spirits are crushed. Cover the, these families with their wings of love and comfort in Jesus' name. We pray Philippians 4 and 7 over these families to give them peace that surpassed all understanding in the name of Jesus. We pray for the uh, families who suffered a loss in the hurricane. We pray for these families who have suffered the loss. We pray Psalms 46, 46, 1 through 2 over Kima's family. For you are God and you are their refuge and strength and an ever-present help in the time of trouble. We pray peace to these families in the southwest of Louisiana affected by the hurricanes and pray against the sea. Against fear in Jesus' name. Bring laborers across their path, Lord. We, we we pray, Lord, that Kima and her family will continue to stay in their homes and will not be affected by the catastrophe. We pray that they will continue to have their electricity and their rescue teams that they are able to help these families in need and, that are affected by Hurricane Delta. We pray for Kima, for her strength. and We pray for encouragement for our sister Kima and for wisdom, O oh God. We surround her with love and favor. We you. Okay. We send love and strength to Kema in Jesus' name. Wrap her in your wings of peace and strength. Restore electricity. Drain the waters. Clear the debris in the areas affected by Hurricane Delta. We send peace to these families in Jesus' name. We pray to the cities affected by Delta that they will recover quickly. We pray financial blessings over these families, God. We pray Philippians 419, but by our God, Jehovah Jireh shall supply all their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ's Jesus over Tanya who's dealing with the loss of a job. We pray that these families in faith will sow seeds like Isaac who sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him and Jehovah Jireh bestowed financial blessings over Shirelle. Da- De- Deja Davis, her mom and sister for home ownership and gainful employment. Deja's uncle, according to Genesis 26, 12, 13, we pray the spirit of generosity over these families, even in uh, the times their they're, they're dealing with by faith in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we pray, Lord God, that they will look to the hills which, which come at their health, oh, God. We pray peace and unity in the homes. We pray for, against for the spirit of discord, and we bind the spirit of peace and unity to Deja's brother, Rocky's family. In the name of Jesus. And, Father, now we pray Psalms 91 over each and every one of these families that have petitioned a prayer, a request today in Jesus' name, and cover these families in the wings of God's protection. We plead the blood of Jesus over their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and so be it. Amen.
0: Amen
1: and so be it. Yes.
0: Every prayer, every prayer that was uttered, In faith this morning, we declare they shall become praise reports. Thank you, Sister Tracy, for praying. Praise God, and thank you to all who sent your requests in, because we stand in believing with you for answers, quick answers. Bishop, we're coming back to you um, for a final word.
2: Well, thank you so much, and we thank God for those powerful prayers that Sister Tracy lifted up before the heavens, and we thank God that he's sending forth his answers to them in Jesus' name. The last thing I said is the Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. And so the point I'm making is that we've heard people say that our thoughts are not God's thoughts and our ways are not God's ways, and that's not true. Um... It's dealing with those two classifications, the wicked and the unrighteous. It's not dealing with the righteous believer. So when we read the Bible or the Word of God, it reveals unto us the mind of Christ. It reveals unto us the mind of Christ. And the Bible is also thinking or the thoughts of God. That's what you got to understand. That's what the Bible is. It's the thinking, it's the thoughts of God. I know the thoughts I have concerning you, saith the Lord. And that's what happens when we read the Bible. Those are God's thoughts concerning you. So when you renew your mind by the Word of God, you start thinking like God. Isn't that good? Then, from your thoughts come your, or let me put it this way, then from your new thoughts come your new actions. You start acting like God. But the key to renewing the mind is God's Word. Only the Word of God can help you renew your mind, and only the Word of God can save the souls of men. It's key, so, I said yesterday, I'm going to end today saying the same thing: up your thinking for change. Better think like God, and the only way you can do it is get into the Word of God. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.
0: Thank you, Bishop. New thoughts. Talk- new actions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And up your thinking. Amen. Amen. Get your thinking up from a low level to a high level. Praise God. Praise God. We've had a great time this morning, and we're over our time, but let's close out. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that in times of trouble, in times where fear may be trying to grip us, in times, Father, where doubt will try to enter and where times of anxiety um, that come, that you are our shelter and our refuge. And we're not going to give in to those things that come to take us off course and out of the peace of God. As Psalms 91 said, you keep us hidden in the strength of you, that you rescue us from every hidden trap of the enemy and that we have nothing to fear for you are our God and because we trust you we can say as the psalmist says in Psalms 118 verse 24 that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice We make that decision. We make that choice to rejoice and to be glad in it. God bless you, each and every one of you that were on the call this morning. Go about your day rejoicing, worshiping your God, for he's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's promised to never leave you nor to forsake you, and that he makes a way where there seems to be none. He will open doors for you that no man can open, and he'll also close doors that you are not to enter into. Hallelujah. What a great time this morning. God bless you. We look forward to being with you tomorrow morning. Once again, invite others to join with us. And Sister Kathy, open the line and let us have a time of worship and praising our God together. Bye-bye, everyone.